Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with and she let the rest burn. Hello and welcome back to Let the Rest Burn. This is Colleen Nelson. I am here with Margaret South, an amazing producer, world traveler, and working on her badassery skills through self-discovery, spirituality, breathwork, and anything else you can imagine. Margaret and I met years ago, and she has been part of one of my coaching programs, Own Your Story. We've stayed connected, grown together, and I have absolutely loved seeing her blossom into the woman she is today. And I cannot wait to have this conversation and talk about what it has taken to get to be the badass bitch you already are. Because let's just be honest, you may be on your journey, but you are a badass bitch. And I am very excited to jump in and just talk about what what led you here. So, Margaret, welcome to the show. Hello, Colleen, and thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm beyond excited and and. Uh... I love the introduction. I, I have to say, <laughs> I um, I love the word badass, and I also love the word that starts with a B. And as we just spoke, uh, yes, me and Colleen met a few years ago, and we often share book recommendations. And I just today finished Shonda Rhimes's uh, Year of Yes, where badassery is a big word. So anyone that hasn't listened or read it yet, please do. It's amazing. Oh, it is such a good book. I remember reading it a couple of years ago and being, I think for me, it just gave me permission to be the natural risk taker that I am, right? And to just do what I know is best to do. I totally agree. I think I think it was an it was an interesting way that that book really came at the right time. I kind of needed to hear what you had to say. Mm-hmm. I needed to hear that it's okay to take a risk. It is actually beneficial because I feel like we're going to get into it. But like I, the past year, I've got into a tiny bit of more of my comfort zone again after a few years of being totally out of it. So I'm, um, yeah, yes, Shonda, go Shonda. She is, she is a <laughs> badass woman for yes. sure. Yes, she is. Okay. So Margaret, first of all, tell us where you are joining us from. Cause I love, I love your role traveling self. I am joining you guys from Helsinki, Finland. Uh, I just arrived here like 15 minutes ago, 15 (laughs) minutes before we started this podcast. And I'm here to, um, I used to live in Helsinki for years and I actually studied in uni here, but I haven't been here through COVID for quite a few years. And I'm here with one of my best friends uh, who's working on a film here. So I'm really excited to be back in Finland and I'm excited to stroll around tomorrow. Ooh, I've actually never been to Finland. I would love to go. It's definitely on the top five of the countries that I want to visit. So I love that you're giving us a little taste of Finland today. Um, I, you know, I, when I do this podcast, I love starting with a question, you know, what does Glennon's quote, and I know, you know, Glennon's quote, but 
what does that quote, you know, to be full of yourself and to let the rest burn really truly mean to you when you hear it? It's funny. Uh, so when you sent over the questions and I, I was kind of thinking about it, I think it came up to me two ways. It came up to me in a positive way and it came up to me in a negative way. So it took me a moment to realize what the question is actually asking me, because I think it might be also lost in translation a tiny bit because in Estonian being full of yourself means something else. But, um, it's not I always think, positively seen over here either. She's retaking yeah, that word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it took me a moment to be honest. And of course, I've, I've read Untamed, which is also a life-changing book for me, at least. And it mm-hmm. came from you, actually, didn't it, a few years mm-hmm. ago? Um, I think Clennon has made Let It Burn positive for me overall. Mm. I think that was the first time in my life after reading that book where I realized that I have let myself burn down three to five times. Being full of yourself means that you are ready. For me, it means that you're ready to take the leap into the next chapter of your life. And for that to be able to happen, you have to let it all burn. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And you know what I think? I think you... I want to hear about these three to five times. You know, you can go into as much detail as you want, but... I think it's so fascinating that we mark these moments in our life often in our younger years as moments of failure or moments where we, we lost our path and we don't recognize that in order to transition into the next level version of who we are and who we want to be, we actually need to be diverted from our, our place of comfort, from our path in order to really find home again because home has changed and we have changed. And we just, I think we discover that more in our thirties and forties where we look back and say, okay, like I had, I had to fuck up. I had to completely burn this shit to the ground in order for me to be the person that I am today. And it will happen again. Like I'm fully anticipating many more versions of this. So I'm curious when you think about those moments, those, you know, three to five times, um, what stands out to you about each one of those? Okay. Oh my God. First of all, I think that I realized that I've let myself burn down in the best way possible only a few years ago, only when mm-hmm. I started to work on myself, right? Until then, those were the moments that I kind of cleansed or like kind of went into this hermit mode like we call it yes <laughs> and uh, I was uh, hiding myself under a rock somewhere um I think now when I think about them I I have a lot of respect love and uh, curiosity for those times I think I've definitely loved the latest one that I had I think that's my favorite one because then it was kind of a already you know it's coming and it's kind of you you go into it with excitement even though it's hard it's never that easy and and I think that's what happens as well in 30s and 40s those burning downs get easier and easier because you welcome them you don't run away from them you're not trying to fight against them you're just trying to you're waiting for them to happen because you know it's going to be so much more blossoming down the other side 
Um, and I love you use that analogy a lot. Like we need to ride the wave, right? So yes. you need to ride the wave and then coming down because coming down from the wave is always the most um most amazing feeling of all time. So I think like the latest one, I definitely had one in my childhood, as a, as as you know, and and um I, I've had quite a journey in this in this lovely life. But uh then I had one in my teenager one teenager years, and one when I divorced. One when I had a bad breakup and I had to rebuild everything. I think that was like a, the mm-hmm. most, the biggest one I've had. Yeah. And then the latest one I think started when I stopped drinking for quite a while. And then when I met you, so I think like right before COVID, right before moving to Berlin, I think that's the moment yes. where I just like snapped and turned into the best version I know myself as. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, of course, a year ago when I, when I came back to Estonia, where I'm from, I'm Estonian, I'm proud to be Estonian. Uh, but I, I realized that I had left because I had shadows that I left behind. And now I came to let it die, let it burn down again. Yeah. Befriend my shadows and to be able to go again. So I think I can, I'm in the verge. I'm, I'm in like a year out of the next fun, mm-hmm. foundational burn which is also really exciting because I think once I deal with that, I'm going to be way more badassery than I am now. <laughs> I, what, what makes someone badass in your book? When you say that word, when you're like, uh, even more badassery than I am now, what does a badass woman actually mean to you? Owning yourself, mm. loving yourself believing in yourself, showing up as your true self. I think those are the most important things and the hardest skills to learn. There's so much things that so many things come, so many people, there's so much judgment. There's so many things that just come with it, especially often that trigger from our past. There's a lot of there's a lot of images in other people's minds that they see you as. There's a lot of judgment because you don't I've never fit into a box I've mm. always I, I I remember when I discovered me the too girl <laughs> I know that that's not long. Uh, I, I remember it, it was like you're when you don't fit in you're born to stand out or something like that I Ooh. remember when I first heard that sentence I was like oh my god finally someone first time in my life is not making not fitting in the bad thing because yes. it's it's not a nice feeling. You know that. Like growing yeah. up, we're always like, you're not the golden one. Sorry, guys. Also, we're going to have a lot of Glennon analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you're not like a golden one, but you're not you're not the other one. And then you're kind of trying to find a place. So it's um, it's been it's been a journey for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, I think badassery. Everyone is their most badass selves, and I think all. So it shows, it glows, your energy starts flowing Mm -hmm. when you start showing up the way you are. And you also, it's so much easier to live because you love yourself. You don't need anyone else to love you to be able to uh, have a happy life. And once that happens, everything else starts falling into peace. And then then suddenly it's just like, I think I've done that phase a few years ago where I've rediscovered the love to myself and Colleen knows really well how hard I worked on it. But everything just starts to then happen suddenly Mm -hmm. you don't literally need to do anything it just happens and that's that's a really beautiful thing to see 
Oh, I agree. I agree. And I love, I want to, I want to go back to two things that you said, because I think they're really important. This fitting in for standing out concept. I, I talk to a lot of unique, incredible, powerful women on a regular basis. And I think every single person on this planet has the capacity to be that. Right. But I talk to a lot of people who struggle with this idea that there is something inherently wrong or broken with them because they don't fit in or they don't say the thing they're supposed to, or they don't magnetize friends in the same way, or, you know, they don't have the prescribed life that they feel like they were supposed to have, or others around them have this kind of comparison thing that happens. And I just wonder if you can speak to that a little bit, because I think it's important because it's something I hear over and over and over again. How do you deal with that today after you've discovered this self-love piece? Um, how do you how do you deal with, you know, being in a group of people and interacting with them socially or professionally and not feeling like you fit in? What do you do? Oh, it, I think it's I think it's a work in progress until the day you leave this body. Um, so true. <laughs> I, I, I think it's like, it's an interesting thing. So I've accepted it into a lot of kind of into up to a certain level. I've accepted it. I really own. And I, I just like, because I love myself and I really like to spend time with myself. And I have, luckily I have a lot of amazing people around me, but I don't need them all the time to be around me. Um, then it's, it's kind of, it's okay. But there are definitely moments, especially when you enter a lot of group, new group of people, and I've done that a lot over the past year, there's those self-doubt moments or you're kind of thinking if you see you, you see someone looking at you or you feel someone mm-hmm. like you feel the energies or and then I think those are the moments that you really need to stay true to yourself mm-hmm. because when you believe in yourself, you don't need anyone else to give you approval. And yes. another thing that I've, another technique that I've, I've, it took me a while to master this one, but it's like, you do not need to be liked by everyone and you do need, you not, you don't need to like everyone. Meaning it's totally okay to be in one group of people, one circle of friends, one workplace, whatever it might be, and not like them and still wish them well. I do not wish ill to any person on this earth i every truly whenever i see someone acting out or, or treating someone badly or treating me badly it's always them it's never us mm-hmm. so i then those people are just hurt so you just need to wish them well and and i think that also when you do that switch because we're all human it's mm-hmm. normal to get mad when someone flips you off but when yeah. you're while driving a car it's 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 a normal in like instinct that's how humans have interacted for decades and over like sorry hundreds of years mm-hmm. <laughs> um and also like we're, me and you have been spoken about it a lot but it's like it's the male's perspective of the of the world right it's because right. we live in the male's perspective of the world there's much more of this alpha male kind of uh competition thing that yeah. comes in and that kind of triggers down to people groups of group of people as well but yeah i think it's like owning yourself and loving yourself and saying true and not wishing anyone ill. We're not 100 bills. We're not going to be liked by everyone. And that is totally okay. The fact that you're not, not liked by everyone means also that you stand out. People yes. notice you. Yes. You are noticed as much 
so they wouldn't so they don't like you and that's okay there's a lot of people in Estonia that don't like me like I <laughs> like the 20 year old market was not the market that is a 30 year old market and because I've been away for 10 years I'm seeing that often how people have this picture of image of me the 20 year old me in their mind and they think that I'm that person there's so much judgment and there's so much like this and that kind of going on and I really yes it triggers me it triggers the hell out of me but I've just learned to breathe in breathe out and be like you know what I know who I am my friends know who I am my family knows who I am I don't need every person to like me and that is totally okay yes Ooh. I think I just at the end there you said something super profound which is this like I get triggered and then you have a conversation with yourself and I think that's really beautiful because so often we will get triggered and the conversation we have with ourselves is actually us projecting and assuming what other people are thinking versus having a very real conversation with ourselves regardless of the external world and when we are, everybody is discerning in their judgment. Okay. And what I mean by that is every single person on this planet, when you are entering any sort of group dynamic or social dynamic are determining inside themselves, whether or not they fit in. And in order to do that, they have to look at you and they have to look at themselves and they have to look at everybody else and decide what is normal and what is not normal. So we all, we all do the exact same shit. We walk in, we have the same conversations in our head. The difference is, is that there are layers of self-awareness within that group dynamic. And you have the incredibly self-aware people who can say what you just said, Margaret, which is, this isn't about me. This is about them. They're hurting for people that are struggling with judgment or who are treating me inappropriately in this moment or doing something energetically that is not aligned that's their journey. That's their soul contract. That's not me. There are people kind of in the middle who have a taste of this, who have an idea that it's not always them, but they're, they're kind of second guessing themselves. Like, well, wait a second, you know, is this me or is this you? Cause they just haven't done the self journey to determine what's them and what's someone else yet. I think we all take, I think we all take the different, I think that the, the two and three Everyone yes. kind of switches. It really depends what kind of circle of Ooh. people you're in. So true. <laughs> I mean, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like but we also have the completely unaware people. Let's just be let's just be honest about that. There are just some people on this planet who don't desire growth or their growth looks very different and their self-awareness is not turned on. And they're projecting all over the place. Um and that that brings me to that group dynamic, right? When we're in a group of those that identify as women, I find that we are in a position where we're actually craving a deeper belonging more often than not, but we have not been taught well how to do that. And that's the patriarchy as you were, as you were talking about, Margaret, this idea that it's competition versus collaboration. Women actually naturally go deep very quickly when they're together. And in order to get there, we have to be incredibly vulnerable. And so we we have all sorts of belief systems around vulnerability and around whether or not we can be vulnerable with certain types of people. And that I think is something we all collectively need to burn down, right? Is that vulnerability is dangerous because at the end of the day, vulnerability with healthy boundaries is gets you exactly what you want. And what I want to see happen and what you named so well is this idea of 
I do have control over how I react. I do have the capacity to get triggered in these circumstances and still have a conversation with myself that's supportive and loving and, and also hold space for all that hard stuff. Cause it's so hard. I mean, we can be like, I love myself and be like, oh, why'd you look at me like that? <laughs> like <laughs> I was, I was we're okay. all human. Yes. Indian, we're all human. We are sitting with my like bestest friends yesterday at Easter, you know, the first days is what we call ourselves. And they're all like having this like lovely conversation and I'm, I'm more quiet. I'm tired. And in my head, I'm not kidding. This is like a perfect example. I'm like, oh, you're not funny, Colleen. They don't want to hear what you have to say. You're just too serious and weird. Now the truth is I am very serious and weird and that's okay, but I'm also kind of funny, but in a serious, weird way. <laughs> and they all don't really give a shit. Let's be honest. I could come in and say something like unicorns are purple. And they'd be like, cool, Colleen, you know, like they, they don't care. <laughs> but that, that moment, you know, gets triggered, even though I have all this work under my belt, I do this for a living. I'm still sitting there with some of my closest friends and I'm like, man, you're weird. And, and it's, it's the conversation that happens right after that, that matters. How do you talk to yourself in that moment when you get that trigger, that hit, that moment of, I don't belong. And that's, that's so, so crucial for all of us. It is. I think, I think it is. And it's kind of like, it's like every, like everything in life. It's like, we're built of muscles, right? Humans are built of muscles. Our, Mm -hmm. our mind is a muscle the way we think our thinking patterns is a muscle in, in the long run. It's just like everything is trainable. And I think that exactly, that's how that works as well. Also, as a side note, weird, weird people are the best people in the world. Like I love weird people. I'm <laughs> such a weirdo. Like I love, and I love being weirdo. I, I, I think it's like, it's the, I feel the most comfortable when I, when I go into the, like a group of weirdos, like that's, that's my sweet spot. Like I just, I embrace the weirdoness, uh, and luckily a lot, of, a lot of my friends are weird in, in one one or, or two ways. Um, <laughs> and I mean, if that's a positive thing, whoever is listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's about training that muscle. It's about like the way, and also a lot of people don't know how to talk to themselves. Mm. Like they just they don't yes. know. You know, I'm still quite. I I do journal, but it I'm not. I'm way better at talking to myself or doing meditation and like breath work is my big love. I, I love it. I, it really suits me. It's, um, it's something where I, I solve a lot of things and I, I know certain topics coming up and then I kind of have them, have them in somewhere in my, in my frontal cortex. And then when I know there's a lot hidden in the hindbrain and then when you go into the session, just everything releases and it's a mess, but it's a beautiful mess. And I think that's everyone needs to find their own way of doing it, right? It's like, yes, how do you talk to yourself? Some people go for a walk. Some people listen to a book. Some people write it down. Some people go to a dance dance class, whatever it might be to you. Um, And then once you master that, then it's easy. Then you have those moments. I have those moments all the time. Or like we had this amazing weekend away a few weeks ago, I think. And then like it was quite a big group of people and of course, things come up. It's like, you, you don't even, it's like, it's such a human. And sometimes I even laugh. Like sometimes when those thoughts come up and you're just like, you start laughing, you're like, come on. And <laughs> literally you're like, yeah. really, are, are we doing this again? Yeah. Are we doing this again? And it gets easier and easier. But I, I find those moments 
And now I think now it's more about really what kind of group of people, what kind mm. of group of people are going into. And things that I've learned as well, like work-wise, I have still triggers around when it's a lot of outdoor, out, like a lot of people that I respect are in mm-hmm. one room, like, like work-wise, there's some mentors or whoever it could be. Then I'm still finding my voice. Otherwise, yes. I'm pretty confident. I'm I'm fine. I can I'm a people's person. I like I like people when they have good energy. I know how to block off bad energy. So I'm fine. But when there is some people that I really look up to, and that's what like even Shonda feels like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, that's when you're like, ee! and that's something I'm dealing with. And then that that's really then those triggers come really up, right? Then then your yes. brain is like do you remember everything bad that's ever happened to us? And that just comes all up at once. And then you're just standing there like trying to have a conversation. And it's just like, it's quite funny. It is quite funny. No, I agree with you. And that you brought up a good, a good point. And you're a producer, which I, I love your job. You get to work with some incredible talent all over the world. And um, it's you are often in rooms with not only like high powered individuals, but uh, those that many look up to. And I think that is, it's always going to be that growth edge for you around being more and more successful. And the more and more people that you come in contact with, including those mentors and peoples of inspiration. I mean, I'll tell you this, if I'm in a room with Brene Brown, Elizabeth Gilbert or Glennon Doyle. I don't know if I will find words to speak at all. Like, like I have so many things I want to say, but really, I also just want to sit there and like watch. <laughs> Not to be creepy sounding, but I just want to be in their energy. And I think that it's important for all of us to know, no matter what job we have or position we're in, that there's always going to be people that make us want to grow because that's what they're doing they're inspiring us, right? When I'm in that moment and I'm not sure what to say or I'm I'm losing my voice or my confidence, sometimes it's for a reason because it's these people have earned the right to speak the way they speak and it's powerful. And so yeah. it it challenges me, you know? And what is it like in your industry as, as much as you want to say, um, doing this work? Ah. Uh. Yeah, whenever I have to talk about advertising, it just makes me sigh still. I do, like, don't get me wrong. I love what I do. Everyone who knows me knows that. I've worked really hard to get where I am. I've been extremely lucky as well to have some amazing jobs and I've worked with best people in the world, probably, in a lot of occasions. Um, But advertising is hard and I think overall, people don't know how to be real. People don't like to be real. People um, are struggling to be real. Even my friend, like I have a lot of friends who still haven't looked into the mirror. Mm-hmm. And and like and that, that's that's something you can't tell anyone, right? You can't. That's not our place. No one's place to say anything to other person. It's everyone is on their own journey. So in advertising, multiple tap with ten. <laughs> no one wants to be real. Everyone is. Usually, what I love about it, everyone is super weird, especially on the, on the world scale. I think the weirder you are, the further you get. <laughs> and I mean it in that, that the most positive uh, way possible. Like all of my creatives or my creative directors, they're like all in, in the best way possible, a, bit, a tiny bit weird. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what makes them really good creatives. And, and that's, I've met some amazing friends, but people don't like 
to be real. So they hide away into that reality of advertising is literally a bunch of people making them sound and look important. Yes. <laughs> we sell stuff in the end of the day. Yes. We sell stuff and it's pure capitalism. It's again, everything that I believe, but it's nice. Like you get to work on amazing stuff and I love strategy and the way we put stuff together. But I think it's like, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a hard industry to even, even kind of talk about this topic because I don't think it's, I don't think it's got there, especially I think in like UK, I think US mm. is doing a kind of a bit better. I think in UK is still like, it's really extremely male-led still in 2022 and, and there's a lot of conversations you can't have and and this is definitely a conversation that um is also uh it's 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 hard it is hard but the rooms are getting more and more diverse so you can mm-hmm. see all kind of people are trying to be better people are trying to talk about um different topics and I think also people are finding brands I think it's close mm-hmm. close globally it's like brands are finding finding that they have a voice and yes. even though it can also yes it's still capitalism is still about sales and KPIs in the end but they do then know that they have a voice and they also have a responsibility and that yes. is interesting that's something that I follow and, and I, I like to hear because there's a lot of smart people as well and the smart people start speaking that's where I'm extremely extremely excited always Yes. Well, and I think that, you know, just on this same like work path, I, I want to talk about what happens, you know, Margaret, when you hit this place, because I think a lot of a lot of people struggle to let the rest burn because sometimes it means that's like, you know, a job or a position in the job or a relationship within your career. And I'm curious because I know the answer. What happened these last two years ago when you decided to let it burn and walk away from what you had thought could have been a dream position for you? And you've done this maybe one or two times, we'll say. But what is <laughs> what has happened? Because I think people need to hear this. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I've done it twice um, uh, in the past year, actually. So I left the job and I love, I love them all dearly. I left my job in Berlin um, to go back, go back to freelance in last year. in April, I think I actually, I think I resigned on today, a year ago Ooh. or something like that. Um, and uh, that was with to stand my ground and not allowing myself to find it. That was the first moment in my life where I stood up for being me and not allowing people to treat me badly. And that was a really powerful moment. I think that kind of, I was so scared. I knew I was, I knew I was going to be fine freelancing, but like that I was so scared. And then a month, so like a few weeks before I finished in June, I got another job offer that I had to take. I just had to take. It was an amazing position. And um, that also shows a lot about advertising. There are certain positions you kind of need. It had a lot of bells and whistles to it. But when I started the job, it was sadly none of that. And I left, burned myself down. Yes, you fully. did. <laughs> Learned again what a burnout means because I had had a burnout the year before as well. 
but I've had now four burnouts. So I kind of, I can manage them pretty well and I can kind of prevent them a bit. So I was able to nearly prevent this one, but I, on the first or second sign of the burnout, I just started, decided to quit and I've mm-hmm. never, ever felt better. I think sometimes you need to go somewhere and understand it's not for you. It's, and that is also yes. okay. Yes. I met some amazing people. I had to be there. I had to take that six, seven months and just like be there and try my best and 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 try and understand and learn about myself. Yes. And then I also had to leave. <laughs> so, yes. and, and I think all of those jobs are all, I think advertising is why I'm, I'm kind of freelancing and trying to find my voice and trying to do something a bit differently because there is a lot of toxicity I think it's the thing about what makes me really sad that when you're in advertising in your 20s and you're on that classical agency climbing scale in the in the world level, then then you can easily be drawn into or kind of spiraling into a really toxic world, and then you'll discover yourself at 30. And if you're not a strong person, it can be a really ugly picture. But if you get to a certain seniority and you start finding and understanding what's for you and what's what not not for you, and you have a big desire to change the industry and do things differently and stand up for people and and really kind of and what a lot of a lot of agencies because I'm wrong like I think it's amazing there's a lot of agents doing that taking those steps putting those like there's a lot of good leadership nowadays that are doing that and um, then you can find your own boundaries you understand what is for you what isn't for you. You need to re. You need to live through certain things to be able to understand what you don't want to do, and yes. I think that's what that's what happened to me. And grass is never greener on the other side. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is and different. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's different, and always, of course, money is a great thing, and then we all agree on that. That we are still living in a capitalistic world, so it's a great thing. But sometimes, most of the times, your health. Your mental health and the fact that you're not crying your, yourself to sleep is a bigger thing than that. Yes. <laughs> and I'm I, not even talking about myself. Like I had like I don't cry myself to sleep because I haven't cared that much about other places for a while, but but I know a lot of people that are. So yeah. Well, I think that's important. I think we can this is something I'm finding with this podcast too, is there are certain layers that we're willing to burn down and certain layers that are scarier, you know, and and navigating divorce, right? For both of us, you went through divorce, I went through divorce. Um, burning that relationship is something that some people are absolutely terrified of. They can be in the absolute worst marriage and they will not burn it because of all of the implications that come with that. People can be in the worst job for them, but they don't want to burn it because of the implications that come from it. And Whatever it is, religion, you know, you can be in a religion that doesn't actually connect you to your higher power. That actually is, I'll say sometimes many of them are abusive. And um, instead of being able to leave that congregation and find a different, either a different church, a different spiritual path, whatever it ends up being, you stick to it because of the fear, again, of what happens when that occurs. So when we're talking about becoming full of nothing but yourself, it is this layer by layer discovery of who the F am I and what am I here to do on this one life that I have currently. And I think that this is, 
it shows up so differently for everyone. And you have really embraced from what I have seen in the last couple of years in, in particular, you've really embraced burning down the systems, the jobs, the relationships that do not support the full version of who you are. And that is only going to provide more and more space and opportunity for those that are better aligned for you to come towards you. And it's tough because we're talking about this as two women with some privilege. So I'll say that out loud, right? Sure. Like, yeah. I think it's always important to say that. Um, so what you can burn down versus what you want to is not always the same. But I believe that when the opportunity strikes, when you do have an actual choice to take the leap and to, to face the fear and to do what you need to do in order to prioritize the most important parts of your life, which is your mental health and your capacity to be present in this moment with your body and with the people that you love. And that can be really tough in so many different ways, but so incredibly important to be able to be the badass version that you want to be. Yeah, that's right. Now, I think before we started recording, we I, I said to you that you're I'm so proud to see you taking the leap into the unknown. And I yes. think that's the same with it, right? Like we talked about the muscles. It's like you it's like a muscle. It's really hard to do a decision to get a divorce or leave a job or move a country or it those are big decisions and it's gonna be uncomfortable. It is going to be uncomfortable. And if you've never, I remember before I divorced, just now already years and years ago, I had never been on my own. I had never, I didn't know when I had my first bad breakup like five years ago, I never had a heartbreak before. So mm -hmm. the unknown that you've never had before is the hardest and that's the scariest. Then you're like a toddler and you start walking. So the next one is going to be easier. And then in the end, you master the skill of knowing what's true to yourself and what is belonging to you and what's serving you and what's not. And yes. then that's again, that's like coming back to the owning your story or owning who you are or accepting who you are. If you guys think that it's easy to wake up every morning and be like, yay, I am quite like my friends find me really annoying sometimes. I do am um, kind of like that. Life is so beautiful. Look at that sunset kind of a girl. But it's not like, it's not easy all the time. It's, yeah. it's just, it's just part of the journey. So, and I've lived in six countries, right? It's like, I've made a decision every time. And the last time I remember when I moved to Berlin, I was so excited for knowing that I'm going to be so uncomfortable for a while. Yes. And that showed me that there's something in me that I'm just like, and, I, and, and it's a constant work. You're never going to master it fully, but it gets easier and then things happen, you let it burn again. And then, then you start from this, not from the scratch ever, but you start again. And that's what life is about, right? It's about the constant build, a constant getting out of the comfort zone, taking the leap to the unknown, and then you fly. Most of the cases we fly. Yes. Sometimes you crash and burn, but that's also okay. You always get up. Like people always get up until they, until your time on, on this earth is over. That, that, that sounded a bit too deep. But you know <laughs> it, can be, it can be deep. It's true though. I think you're right. It's this, I mean, there's nothing that we talk on here that isn't deep. So keep that in mind. But, you know, I, I love this conversation and I love this conversation because it always brings 
me to different ways of looking at this statement with everybody that I talked to. And, you know, you have, you have been on quite the journey, Margaret, and I'm excited to see where you go on this journey and what you do and and who you become. And I imagine this is not going to be the last time you're on the podcast. I think we'll have conversations many times over. Uh, And I just really, I appreciate you very much being on today. And I want to give you the opportunity, give any final thoughts, quotes, statements, words of wisdom, badassery thoughts that you want to share with the audience today. Oh, thank you so much for having me as well. And and I think one thing to tell you is that I am, as soon as you start letting things go and letting things burn down, white people walk into your life and you're one of them for sure. It's been a few years. I'm forever grateful um, to have you and and also to to see you grow and and you to be next to my growth. Um, I words of wisdom. I don't. I don't think that's that's my thing for sure. But anyone that has not listened, read Year of Yes or Untamed, please do it. I think that that's those two books are like bibles to the women that are on the growth journey. Um, and just allow yourself to be yourself. Every morning, wake up and just tell yourself that. You love yourself. You only have one you. You only have one body. You sadly can't choose it. It's it's who we are. So once you once you master that, I think it's it's also life is more beautiful. And taking all of the sunsets. I mm. love I, I have a thing with sunsets. Just allow your heart to glow and remember that feeling whenever you're feeling down. I think that's something that I've also mastered and I really love that. Yes. Ooh, I love that. I think that's a great, I think that's a great way to end. And for all of you listening, whatever time of day it is, why don't you make a commitment today to go watch the sunset and to think about what you have let burn, what you want to let burn and what might need to be burned in the future and join all of us weirdos over here in our self-improvement journey of constantly changing everything. And take some crystals with you. If you don't have any, at least go and get yes. some. <laughs> so many crystals. Um, <laughs> just ordered like three yesterday. Um, <laughs> and I, I appreciate you. Thank you all for joining us today and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today. To be inspired, to be seen, and to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information. Like and subscribe and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn. Burn.